Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are in episode 171 in Daniel chapter 12, and this is St. Michael during the end times. In our last episode, we tried to tie together for you key biblical passages. And in a certain sense, two of the three are in, well, actually all three, three of the three are highly contested passages, and some don't even try to interpret what is being talked about. And I'm referring to the restrainer of what is uh, restraining or holding back the Antichrist from appearing in the world, 2 Thessalonians 2. A similar passage using different descriptions of a chaining of Satan by an angel in Revelation 20, and then he is loosed for a while to again go out into the Gentile world particularly and bring the darkness that was over the world before Christ came. And then we have Daniel chapter 12, which begins with, at that time shall arise Michael. And remember also we saw in Daniel chapter 10 playing a key role in spiritual combat, just like we read about in Revelation chapter 12, Daniel playing, excuse me, Michael playing the key role in spiritual combat. And, you know, the question really, a really important question would be, well, when does this unleashing occur? If St. Michael is crucial, and this is why Daniel is very important to this mix, that's why in 2 Thessalonians 2, when we were teaching that, we referred to Daniel. When we were in Revelation 20, we referred to Daniel. Now we're in Daniel, and we're referring back to those two scriptures. This is a puzzle that fits together. But again, when will this unleashing occur? When will the unleashing occur so that the devil is free to again deceive those who willingly will follow his deception? And point blank, and I can't prove this, uh, Scripture doesn't give a date, but is my strong personal belief that it's already occurred. This is what's been happening probably for the duration of the 20th and 21st centuries. Um, a warning from John Paul II back when he was a bishop in 1976. We are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has gone through. I do not think that wide circles of American society or wide circles of the Christian community realize this fully. We are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church of the gospel versus the anti-gospel. Daniel 12 tells us at that time, Michael, the great prince, shall arise and there shall be a time of trouble. That's Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. Daniel chapter 12, verse 2 speaks about those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. This is talking about the resurrection. So this is talking about Daniel at the end of this entire period of human history. 
Now, something that may really help you out with what I'm about to share with you, I'm going to do it very quickly in summary form, but I have a handout entitled, What Time Is It? And if you email us at askthehost at gmail.com and request that free handout, What Time Is It? We'll get it to you. And basically, show that there's a a three-step process in the course of biblical prophecy that we want to look at and the teaching of Scripture, that before the coming of Christ, before the first coming of Christ in the Old Testament era, except for the nation Israel was supposed to be a light to the nations and they stumbled in fulfilling that, there was a pre-Christian darkness that covered the nations of the world. Isaiah said in chapter 25 that he will destroy on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all the nations. And then with the coming of Christ was a dispelling of this covering, this ability to keep the mind and heart from perceiving truth and light. Isaiah 9 speaks of The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. And of course, that light is Jesus who said, I am the light of the world. Now, this is where biblical prophecy comes in, that there is predicted in biblical prophecy a time of great reversal. In other words, from light back to darkness, the darkness that was in the world before the coming of Christ. And scriptures that predict this, 2 Thessalonians 2, Revelation 20, and Daniel 12. And in addition to those, the the whole thing fits together if you've got your antenna up here. In Revelation 9, it has this image of an angel blowing his trumpet And then a star falls from heaven to earth, and he was given the key to a bottomless pit. And when he opened the bottomless pit, smoke arose like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and their air were darkened. Now, we're not supposed to make this like this is like an old steam locomotive putting up all that black soot. No, this is the idea that hell is opened and it's a revert, reverting to a worldwide darkness, and it's going to be a very powerful time of darkness that basically sucks the majority of the world into it. Now, we know in Revelation 20, very similar, that Satan is bound, not from all activity, but bound from deceiving the nations. And that at the end of the thousand years, which is the church period, just a general reference to a long time, that he's released, goes out and deceives the world, and then at the second coming, he's cast into hell forever, and there's no more deception. Okay? Now, what is highly remarkable is in 1884, Pope Leo XIII had a stunning vision shortly after or as he was finishing up celebrating Mass in Rome, and it said that the blood drained from his face. People thought he had uh, maybe had a heart attack, 
and he, he, he basically had a vision of Satan asking God for a time to attack the church, attack the faith, and that he would be able to conquer the faithful if he had uh, a period of time to do so. Pope Leo XIII marched right into his quarters and then composed the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. Now, the prayer that you and I pray, which is very, very, very good to pray in the day in which we're living, is a abbreviated form of that original prayer which he composed, which is an exorcism prayer, which as laity, we should not be praying. That's for exorcists to pray. But I'm going to give you uh, the three points, the three stages that's in that prayer. The first stage, Satan, the deceiver of the nations, is cast into the abyss. And the prayer goes like this, that cruel, that ancient serpent who is called the devil or Satan, who who seduces, that is, deceives the whole world, was, past tense, was cast into the abyss with his angels. It's exactly what Revelation 20 is talking about. Then the second part of the long form of the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. Personally, it's my strong belief, and it's one of the reasons I'm doing Luke 21 radio, this second part is current events. Satan is now out of the abyss, recovering his ability to deceive and spread darkness. And the prayer goes like this. Behold, this primeval enemy and slayer of men now wanders about with all the multitude of wicked spirits invading the earth in order to blot out the name of God and of his Christ. It, it, it amazes me and saddens me and also motivates me that this isn't talked about enough because people say, well, we're really facing you know, a bunch of bad cardinals in Germany or something. And yeah, there are some bad cardinals in Germany. And well, we've got uh, clerical sex abuse, or we've got modernism, or we got this or that. We have a lot of things. But uh, St. Paul said, and we ignore him consistently, <laughs> that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities and powers in a high place. And if we could have had a major, major turn, and I think we have turned, where that Satan is now out of the abyss. And then the third part of the long form of Pope Leo XIII's prayer to St. Michael, and it's a prayer to end the little season of deception, the short period of human history where Satan is brought to an end. And the prayer goes, and beating down the dragon the ancient serpent who is the devil and Satan, do thou again make him captive in the abyss. Again, make him captive in the abyss that, for the purpose that, he may no longer seduce the nations. That, folks, is the ABC. Satan, the deceiver of nations, put into the abyss. B, Satan, the deceiver of the world, is let out of the abyss. My view that's current events. C, end this period of deception, put him back into the abyss that he may no longer seduce the nations forever. I uh, stay away from private revelation, but I guess you would say that that revelation of Pope Leo the Thirteenth is 
private revelation. And, and in my book, this is one of the most significant things that has happened in the modern world. What Pope Leo XIII saw and that prayer he composed. And it goes along with another private revelation. And again, I'm not going to open door the door wide to private revelation, but Anne Catherine Emmerich in her Dolores Passion of Christ said this, in the center of hell, I saw a dark and horrible looking abyss into which Lucifer was cast after his being strongly secured with chains. Thick clouds of sulfurous black smoke arose from its fearful depths and enveloped his frightful form. I was likewise told, if I remember rightly, that he will be unchained for a time 50 or 60 years before the year of Christ, 2000. But a certain number of demons are to be let loose much earlier than Lucifer in order to tempt men. I should think that some must be loosened even at this present day, 1823, and others will be set free in a short time. Folks, Daniel 12 Verse 1 says, there will be a time of trouble. And what happens during that time of trouble? Michael arises. He's the guy that fought the prince of Persia in Daniel 10. He is the one that's spoken of in a key prophetic scripture that when this occurs, when he's back out of the abyss, we are in very high-octane spiritual warfare, and St. Michael the Archangel is the one that we turn to and should be praying to and asking for his protection of the church, the priesthood, ourselves, and our families. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 171 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.